Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. I'm Caleb Simmons. And I'm Joshua Simmons. We are two brothers who love fly fishing, our families, and our men of faith. But like most of you listening, we're still not experts on any of those subjects. So our hope is to speak with as many people that we believe are experts on these subjects and pose the questions that most of us are asking. So thanks for joining us along the journey as we seek to inspire and encourage dads and anglers as we wade through fishing, fatherhood, and faith on the fly. everyone, and welcome to episode 99 of the Dads on Fly podcast. I'm Caleb Simmons, and I'm doing the intro alone today, as uh, Joshua and I have had a really great week up in the high country in North Carolina, staying outside of Boone with our family. Um, we had a lot of great time, family time together, a couple of wrinkles thrown in, which we may share a little bit more about on a future episode. But because of that, uh, we are separated, and I want to go ahead and apologize for the audio quality on this intro because uh, recording this with a way different hardware than we normally use. So uh, yeah, but we are still excited that you are hanging out with us today for what I think is going to be a really great conversation that you're really going to enjoy. Today on the podcast, we've got Mr. Bo Brooks of Pirate Water Outfitters in Washington, North Carolina. And we've got Mr. Greg Camacho of Camacho Rodworks. Uh, Greg and Bo were wonderful hosts for us when Joshua and I were down at a trip in Washington, North Carolina for a big family reunion that we went to. Um, we got to go fish with these guys for a little while, and then we got to go check out their amazing shop there at Pirate Waters Outfitters in Washington. And uh, Greg and Bo were just amazing hosts, and we can't say enough about them. So we talk a lot about uh, saltwater fly fishing there on the Pamela River, and we also talk a little bit about uh, raising kids around the water. So we think you're really going to enjoy today's conversation with Bo Brooks and Greg Camacho. But before we dive into that conversation, we want to make sure to let everyone know we are approaching next week, episode 100 of the Dads on the Fly podcast. Still hard to believe that we are 100 episodes in, and uh, I know Josh and I are excited to celebrate that. But with that, uh, we've got some really great stuff planned. First of all, if you've got something you'd like for us to discuss on episode 100, we've had a few people reach out already, so we're getting a episode in the works and uh, some ideas in the works. But if you've got something you'd like for us to speak about, whether that be uh, you know fishing with kids or what we've learned from each other or some more story behind the podcast or whatever you think or would be interesting to hear me and Joshua kind of rant on, um, shoot us a message. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can do that by finding us on Instagram at dads on the fly or shooting us an email at the dads at dads on the fly.com. We would love to hear from you and, uh, maybe take your idea and run with it for our 100th episode. Also episode 100 is going to be an episode you do not want to miss. We are going to just have an amazing giveaway which we might share a little bit more about some of the things on that on our Instagram this week. But the only way you're going to be able to enter into that giveaway is by listening to the 100th episode. And we'll explain more about that on episode 100. But we want to make sure you're checking out that episode. And uh, it's going to be an amazing giveaway. We've got some amazing stuff that we have gathered from a lot of people on past episodes. Um, We've got 
some amazing gear uh, and just some really cool items. If you follow along with us, if you listen to any of our sponsors over a while, you know some of the amazing uh, companies and brands that are now a part of this podcast and they are going big for this giveaway. So make sure to check out next week's episode, follow along on our Instagram, but you got to listen to the episode to check out the giveaway. All right, well, we are going to now dive into today's episode with Mr. Bo Brooks and Mr. Greg Camacho of Pirate Water Outfitters, and we really hope you enjoy this conversation with them. As on the Fly is brought to you by Trout Routes. Joshua, I love the Trout Routes app, and it has become an amazing tool that helps us to find more trout to catch whenever we go on any of our adventures together. Just exploring new water is what makes Trout Routes great, and these guys are always making the app better. Something is added every day, a new feature. They've just added the Street View feature, which you've got to check out. Click on the orange dot, hit Street View, you can see what the trout stream looks like there. So I can't tell you enough about how cool Trout Routes is when you're out looking for new water. Man, that's a game changer for us, Josh. We'll be able to see these locations where you want to try to access these rivers. I mean, it's going to be great. So I'm stoked to continue to use the Trout Routes app. We encourage everybody, go wherever you get your apps, download the Trout Routes app. They will be the best tool to help you find more trout to catch. One thing we've done recently is so much small fishing. And so much smallie fishing means we're on our raft. And when you hook into that big smallie, man, you want to get that sucker in a net. And we have chosen, and we are so happy to be have Dads on the Fly brought to you by Catch Cam Nets. Yeah, Joshua, Catch Cam Nets are amazing. Uh, the cool thing that I love about Catch Cam Nets is they allow you to design and build your own net. So for whatever type of fishing you're doing, to customize it with certain uh, logos or different, you know, they got rulers on the net handles, all these amazing things that just make your fishing experience better. So we encourage everybody, if you're looking and if you're in the market for a net, check them out at catchcamnets.com. And the best thing about it is if you are a small water fisher, if you are a big water fisher, whatever fish you're catching, chasing, they have a net for you. So please reach out to Bo and Steven over at Catch Cam Nets and they will build your custom net today. Well, hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dazzle Fly Podcast. Joshua, we are in such an awesome location here today, man. We've already had a fantastic morning and then now we're sitting in, again, one of my favorite spots we've probably ever recorded. Uh, we're sitting here at the fly shop. We are at Pirate Waters Outfitters in Washington, North Carolina, and Joshua, tell everybody what we're doing down downtown, here. Downtown Washington, man. We happen to be on a, a family reunion trip, and uh, you know, you know me. I got on Instagram. It's like, wonder if there's a fly shop where we're going, and I uh, found uh, Captain Bo here. We're gonna talk here in just a minute, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, you need to come by the shop." And I started following the shop on Instagram, and uh, I was like, "Man, this table looks like a great place to record a podcast." The first time I saw it, and I was like, "Why don't we just do a podcast right here?" So here we are. Like I said, Caleb, love doing on-site podcast. Um, so, you know, if you're out there listening, you have a place you want us to come to. We love doing <laughs> on-site podcasts. But we are joined today by Captain Bo Brooks of Pirate Waters Outfitters. Bo, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thanks for coming. And also, I'm going to screw this name up, Greg you got it? Camacho. Camacho. It Greg Camacho <laughs> of Camacho Rodworks. Is yeah. That, is that yeah, what we call that's it? it. Nailed it. Nailed, Nailed it. it. Camacho Rodworks. And these two gentlemen were kind enough this morning to uh, pick us up on our pier where we're staying and take us to a little fishing. Yeah, man. We we had a fun morning. Thank you guys so much. Like You, you showed fun. us around a little it bit. It started and, uh, a little stressful, but turned into a fun yeah, day. <laughs> yeah, you had a little bit of fun time with the boat this morning, yeah. but uh, we got out on the water yeah. pretty quick. And, man, we had a blast. And got Foster, who's sitting here beside us on a on a nice little red drum. So uh, that was a good time, man. And 
hooked up on the fly and joshua we learned real quick we are mountain boys we are not <laughs> we are not the, the fly saltwater fly anglers that i maybe hoped i would be so greg you could probably comment on that a little bit you're you're coaching me up on my casting quite co- a bit they did a great job they did a great job it's a big change from doing some some trout fishing in the mountains but it's apples and oranges but y'all did a great job if I we find- had more time we would have got on them i finally made couple of good casts I, I felt yeah. like i felt like right at the end i finally got it and then now i'm probably not going to do it yeah. again in time to practice again I, better, so. I finally made a really great cast um but you know let's just go ahead and let everybody know right now i'm a still no saltwater fish on yeah, the fly we're gonna break it at on the fly point, but, but you know other other conventional ways yes but still not on the fly yeah um there's a good chance in the morning before i leave i'll be out there at sunrise just cast <laughs> off the pier just to hope maybe <laughs> something a, like you never know pray. <laughs> never know that'd be all awesome. right but we are at power let water. me ask you a question yes, what sir? time are you all leaving in the morning <laughs> well, well i'm i'm dipping out late late tonight because uh we got another family trip that we're headed to did down, my wife leave the store yeah, yeah, yeah. Wife tipped out as well. did my wife leave the store before i answer that question that's what <laughs> I'm, I'm running the boat back east oh, and i'm leaving early 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 and i go right by that place and we could go right around that corner there you go well, sounds like you just got invited for another trip <laughs> might happen we might have to try again <laughs> one time in the morning but uh foster's over here saying i'm going wake me up dad but uh but thank you guys so much for taking this day. But we want to make sure, um, you know, with this episode, we wanted to feature two things. One is uh, a, this shop right here. But before we do that, Bo, why don't you tell everybody? I know you told us you grew up in Florida, correct? Yes, so sir. you've been fishing your whole life, Entire correct? Life. Salt, salt, brackish water. Uh, early six, five, six years old, started fishing on my own at seven, riding a bicycle with rod and reel in my hand down in South Florida. Yes, sir. And then. We spent summers up here. Uh, my grandfather would take me out on the Pamlico quite often, and we would fish for croaker and, and stuff like spot, like you all caught often in the pier. So, yes, sir, I started that. And then um, my dad was a deep-sea fisherman and took me on the boat all the time trolling, which was great, but it, it wasn't my thing. Um, it just wasn't my thing. It wasn't enough action. And so I just fished in the back country my whole life. So that that is exactly why I fly fish. That word he just said, not enough action. Because I've <laughs> I've been with people where you're just like sitting those live baits, and you got four a rod off each corner, and and I just I don't I'm not very I just get bored, Caleb. And so it's not it's not me, man. Imagine like that, what we did today, bored. I only had <laughs> a blast. That's it. Great time. Like two, I had like two follows a day, and you know you hooked up one time, foster caught fishing. That was. Still, we had action the whole time. I was casting. We were moving. Yeah. And uh, that's what I like. So, Bo, man, spent a whole life fishing. What brought you, I think we were talking yesterday about the shop's been here now, what, a couple years? Yeah. Uh, July 1st will be our second full year. That's right. So, two years right here. So, what brought you to what I think is just a great little downtown area watching North Carolina? The love of a woman to start with. (laughs) There you go. Um, So, I moved up here in 87 permanently. I was spending my summers here. I had family here, aunts and uncles and grandparents. I made the decision uh, living in Florida that I needed to get out of there. It just wasn't a good scene. So I came up here and tried my hand at going to college, and uh, that didn't work out too well. And so I started climbing cellular towers, radio towers, TV towers, 2,000 feet in air for $7 an hour. And during that time, I met my wife, and uh, she was she needed a place. She knew that you know she was going to live in Washington. This where she was born and raised. And it didn't matter where I lived because I traveled the country. And so she said, uh, when we decided to get married, she was like, you know, we're living in Washington. 
And so I was like, that's fine by me. And we've been here, we've been married 32 years and in Washington for probably 31 years. So that's how I got into Washington and kind of made it a home. That's super cool. And uh, what is it, what is it that's special about this place to you other than the fact that your family's here you know you got the pamlico you got the river what is it is there anything about this place you know like you said you fished yeah. all over the place is there anything that's really special about this area on the fishing side yeah sure it's just the diversity of fish that you can catch um as you guys saw this morning we are mainly brackish water we are far from the um intercoastal far from the ocean but right now as you guys saw this morning there were tarpon rolling yeah it was right crazy. in this blunt's bay and so we're getting this fishery built that has a lot of diversity where you could go out this time of year for the next six to eight weeks and catch tarpon uh, in the Pamlico. And then the red drum move in and then the bull reds move in later in the year. But there's speckled trout fish all year round here. Um, you could go up the river some and start chasing striper, good size striper. Um, so with those things around, you can literally fish year round here if you want to put in the time and effort yeah and you know what's so cool about it is you know you came here you worked for a while and we were talking yesterday now two years in um to owning your own and uh there's a sign out here that says fly shop so we're gonna you know we're definitely calling this a fly shop right. now it's a it's a cool fly shop because we got a ton of apparel in here uh right next door you were telling me yesterday you've got what what's this area of the shop this over is here a kitchen store and a whole lot more it's opened up by greg's and my friend leanne lee yeah and she opened it up, and uh, in the process of her opening it up, she said, I'm not going to open this unless we can tear the walls down. There you go. So we tore all the walls down so you can flow back and forth. And one of my original uh, employees is Maddox Lee, and that's her do her son. And so he's been with me since day one over here. He's running the register. Running the register doing. while we talk. That's right, while we're talking. <laughs> so. so what a great small town feel. Yeah. And, uh, and then you were telling me yesterday – uh, you got the shop started, and all of a sudden, you heard about this rod maker, and somehow well, well, y'all. <laughs> that's kind of what. I, it's a little deeper than that. Uh, I shut my business down. My I owned a business that built radio towers. I shut it down in 2020 due to COVID, and and laying everybody off, and it just got. I had a good feeling that this was the time. My wife and son were like, "Let's just close this thing up." It was very successful. We were debt free, um, so we shut it down, and I needed a place to actually closed the office up and so i rented the first little part of this store uh and signed a one-year lease and called greg and said i signed a one-year lease in downtown washington and greg was telling me about how he broke a couple rods at his house <laughs> and i was like why don't we just put a table here and you could build the rods here i'll, I'll work greg and i've been friends since he got here and i'll do my thing and you do your thing and Greg said, well, that's a great, why don't, why don't you open up a fly shop? No one does a fly shop around here, and there's not one other than a big box store. And I was like, how much would that cost? And he told me, and I said, well, let's, let's just try it. And then that went from there to learning how to do retail, how to buy clothes, how to sell clothes. Like, and it was just a fun adventure. And I think I was telling you yesterday, we had a, a projector on the wall. And we would go through clothes like, do you think this would sell? Do you think that would sell? And his wife, who does all our social media, Taylor Camacho, I thank all the time. She does a great job on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we just started going through catalogs and putting pictures up on walls. And we, that's how we found the brands that we were going to carry. 
So love that. That's mm-hmm. that's great. Throwing <laughs> throwing a projector on the wall and choosing <laughs> choosing the uh, right apparel. Yeah. I think that's awesome. And and, and, uh, and, and you get a lot of different you know opinions and, yeah, and stuff absolutely. like that. Oh, that. and that's great. Yeah. And I'm hard headed. I'm old and begrudging. <laughs> and they're telling me this and that. And I'm like, I just don't think that'll work. But I, they picked out a lot of these clothes, and I'm very very thankful they did because. Their eye was a lot trained and a lot more better than what mine. And they watched a lot of Instagram accounts in there. Oh, and my yeah. son was part of that, too. Um, they all just sat here, and they just had a different feeling, and they did a very great job doing it. Uh, one of the lines of clothes we carry is Marshware, and I think I was sharing that story with you um, yesterday. Uh, I'm a deep believer. I have a very faithful life, and uh, we were praying about every decision we were making, and – I was dealing with AFCO and they had just acquired a company called Marshware and the guy was telling me about it, the sales rep. And so I'm like, ah, I'm looking through it and there was some cool stuff. And then all of a sudden they have a whole line of clothes in this catalog that I never heard of before called Pamlico performance. And as you all know, we're on the Pamlico river and we're on the Pamlico sound. And I was like, if that's not a God wink, I don't know what one is. (laughs) And so we started carrying it, and it has done really, really well. That's super cool. For us, yeah. That's and great. so it was just that little nudge of like, oh, th- may- just have faith. Just have faith that this will all work out. And that's kind of the direction we're going with almost all our decisions. So it, it, it's put before the test and, and uh, with faith, and everything seems to be working out. And uh, so, Greg? You uh, you got on board, but y'all were already friends before. Yeah, so tell yep. us a little bit about that friendship and how that started. Because you came from Colorado. That's so. right. That's right. Over the last ten years, I just keep moving east, and it just keeps getting better and better. And I remember first moving here, and people were like, "You moved from Colorado? Why around the world would you do that?" And it's great, but uh, I, I love the South, and I love especially Eastern North Carolina. So my wife is from Greensboro, and um, so. Moved here, and then the thing that brought me to Washington, North Carolina, was my my role as uh, doing high school ministry. So, I get to serve as the the area director of, of Young Life here in Beaufort County. And so, my full time thing is hanging out with high school kids, and there's nothing I love more than that. And so, we we've been here for five years doing that, and in the midst of, of doing ministry, I got to meet Bo, and he's on our Young Life committee. And so, we we. I mean, been here five years, shop is two years old, so we, we were friends for three years prior to starting this store. So it's been real fun. I, never five years ago, if uh, someone told me we'd be doing this, I, it'd, be, it'd be awesome to hear, but I wouldn't I wouldn't believe it. And so when he came and we talked about opening up a store, I remember, I love Washington, it's great, but the downtown has, has transformed a ton in the last five years. When we moved here, zero breweries and no places for people in my age to really to go down town there's a lot of great stores but a lot of antique stores and, and a lot of stuff for like my mom <laughs> and so when and me yeah yeah and so when uh we're like a men's apparel store i don't have to go to greenville i don't have to go online to buy this stuff and that's what that was part of the fun is i gotta as we picked out stuff i was like what what would i buy and uh now i don't have to go far i'm, I'm right here so uh it's been real fun it's just falling into place i never thought that uh we'd be doing it 
So it's it's a perfect mix. I mean, you know, Laura and I walked in here yesterday. We came down to get some lunch, and uh, she immediately went right over here. That's right. That's and right. I immediately went to this back corner, and <laughs> it was right, just like right. a perfect. And we met in the middle here. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's a perfect for like you know families. My daughter was there like, looking at puzzles. I mean, it's a, it's a great family oriented place, and I think it uh, speaks a testament of what you guys are all about. Um, but for a second, Greg, we want to talk about you know this rod building. How long have yeah. you been building these rods? Yeah. It's been two years, which kind of feels crazy. It feels like it's been longer than that, but uh, it was two years ago in February. I was just telling a gentleman that came in here. It all really started. I I broke a rod um, fishing and welding for for Striper, and um, fly rod, the fly line got sucked into the trolling motor, went under the boat, just snapped it in half real quick, and it was kind of a... Uh, a, a huge bummer for the day, but I was worried about that a couple. Yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, I was a little worried too. <laughs> <laughs> I was just we being aware. Like, oh, no. But uh, it happens. He's like, oh, so, he's mountain boys. Y'all did a great job. Don't use my rods. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't break any rods. No, uh, so no. we didn't cast perfectly. But we didn't break anything. Yeah, we, we didn't hook anybody either. That's right. So it was a came close a few times. That's right. Successful day. So when it was time, I was like, man, I need another eight weight fly rod. And instead of buying one, I knew when I was doing high school ministry in Winston. Salem before this there was a kid there that him and his dad built rods together all the time that was just their hobby so I called Mason I said hey Mason how do I build a rod and he said get this kit and do this and so I've always been like a self-taught like if I don't know something I'll just figure it out and we got the power of YouTube so you can really figure anything out so um that's how I started fly fishing just YouTubed it and so uh, I built one rod, a fly rod for me to replace that one, and then uh, the next buddy asked for a rod, and the next buddy asked for a rod, and I look back and I'm I'm real grateful for those people that paid me money to make them rods <laughs> because <laughs> I look back and those first couple were were rough, uh, but at the time I thought they were awesome, and so now uh, two years later I think I'm close to 130, 140 rods, and wow. now doing nets and gaffs and all kinds of stuff. So it's been fun. It's been real fun. That's cool, man. So uh, you, you build spe- specialty rods. Uh, people order those from you, and you build them directly for them? Or kind yeah. Of, kind of what's your, what's yeah, your yeah. main thing that you're doing? It's really the the power of the shop and, and Instagram uh, created. I was like, man, I guess if people want rods. I need to create a Facebook or an Instagram yeah. page. And, and then, oh, I guess I got to get an LLC to kind of make it look legit. <laughs> and uh, and so I did all those things. And, oh, I got to make a logo now. And now I got to make some T-shirts. And uh, slowly, people just started following me or, or sharing it on on Instagram. And so a lot of a lot of people are random people I've never met. I still will build rods for them. I've never heard their voice. Yeah. It's all just DMing and text messaging. Hey, I need this and this, and let them pick out stuff. And then they they have a custom rod show up at their doorstep uh, a couple weeks later. So. Um, it's really, and then people that come in here, like that gentleman earlier, come in and, and see that. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's been real fun. And it's been awesome meeting people. I've got to meet a lot of people and make connections uh, just by doing it. So. I love, I love most, sorry, you're mostly building saltwater rods. Oh, saltwater yeah, sorry, rods. you asked yeah. that. Uh, it started out heavy fly rods. Like most of it was fly fishing. Um, and now, really, I could I could build anything. Uh, I think the last set was a set of eight that went to a guy in Virginia, and he does a lot of nearshore stuff. So, nearshore, I haven't done much offshore, but it's all it's all the same. Yeah. It's just a thicker rod and, and bigger guides. Uh, but I really do love fly fishing in fly rods. So, uh, a lot of inshore stuff. Uh, a little bit of freshwater, like three weights and four weights that go west. Uh, but yeah, if if people can dream it, I can I can build it or I'll YouTube it. <laughs> 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 you gotta figure it out. I have to do it. I also, love how that, on go that ahead. Uh, 
Greg's doesn't speak of it. His designs are unbelievably gorgeous. Yeah. And each rod has its own specialty design and some sight flair that you really have to look at it to find. Like he takes his time and he pours his soul into each rod that he does. And you can see him when he's doing it. He does most of twisting and designing at, after the kids go to bed. And then he comes in here and epoxies them and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I get the benefit of getting to see all the different ones of them. But he really does take his time and do intricate designs on each rod. He's not just motoring through them. I just heard him say in there, like, well, I guess I need a website. I guess I need a – it kind of sounded like the beginning of our podcast. Very days. similar. Well, yeah. we, we might need Very a logo. Similar. We might need a website. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should, maybe we should be at – I don't know where we oh, in a business. Man. Like, we kind of went back and forth. What do we do now? Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> So it's like, what are, are we a real thing? Are we not a real thing? Uh, th those things. It's like, oh, now we are. We have to do it. Um, so, so that's kind of like going back to how the store opened up. Um, we just, I just needed a place to hang out. My wife's like, you can't retire. You got to figure out something to do. <laughs> so we kind of tricked her into this fly shop thing. And then that's great. while I'm figuring she was here out earlier, logos, yeah, yeah, she's here. <laughs> while I'm figuring out logos, he's figuring out logos, and it, and it was just a special time. But it was also during the end of COVID. Yeah. And so people were still not really wanting to get out and do a whole lot. And one, of, you asked me about the specialty of Washington. One of the things we did really well in Washington during that period was we loved our neighbors. Mm. And so we respected everybody's distance. We, if you did this and wanted to do that, that's great. Just know that we're here and we're going to respect you and love you. And we want you to come and hang out. And so that was, um, I mean, we were still masked up at the beginning. There were still masks. A yeah. lot of people yeah, going around sure. and stuff like that. So it, it worked really, really well because it gave a place for people who were like, I don't want to order online. I'm tired of yeah. going to the computer. Makes sense. They gave us. And so there was a lot of shops that did that around downtown Washington. You know, we opened our doors and said, just come in and hang out, and we're here for you if you need us. Too cool. And uh, it's just it's a cool thing. Here you guys talk about your friendship. Now it's a business. Um and the people you get to meet. So on, on an average, what is it? You know, we talked about this fishery. I, I would say I was pretty impressed with the lack of traffic. So I don't want to, like, you know, get bring everybody. You know, we always talk about these with these fisheries. Like, oh, we don't want everybody know it's really good, right? But, uh, you know, you guys are a pretty good fishing community in the area, would you say, Greg? Yeah, absolutely. I think I didn't know anything about saltwater fishing when we moved here. And I think as I got here in in Young I've played a role in this with just having some built-in community right off the bat is I, I said, hey, where do, where do I fish or where do I begin? I think it was Bo the first week, first couple of days I moved here, we went to Eastside, the the tackle shop here in town, and, and he hooked me up with the lures, and I had no clue of what are these things. <laughs> and uh, and then went out and caught a striper, and, and the rest is history. And so, uh, I, so many people, I think that first month that I lived here, took me out or, or showed me spots. And so, we we go to church on Sunday, and I, and all the guys kind of hang out in the back, and they're like, what'd you catch yesterday? <laughs> you're like, what's going on? Kind of give me give me some, some details. And so, Start lying yeah, in church because right. they can't tell everybody where they caught fish. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> it's attention. Um, but it, a great fishing community and people, and that's what makes this shop fun and this table and these chairs that people come and hang out and just talk about fishing and enjoying the river that we get right in the backyard. 
Now, both of you have mentioned this a couple times, and for for maybe some of our listeners who don't understand what Young Life is, yeah. I was going to ask if you would just gave, maybe give like a I know it's your whole life, but maybe a quick synopsis. Yeah, because I know Bo's real involved as well. Yeah, and so, absolutely. what is Young Life yeah. for people who don't know? Absolutely. So, Young Life is a is an outreach ministry for high school kids or for teenagers, and so um, the heart, the mission behind Young Life is is adults that care about kids and, and build relationships with them by going to them, and so going to football games, going to lunch rooms, going to to where kids are and mostly disinterested kids that have, want nothing to do with the church or, or, or religion or Jesus and so as, as adults go in to find them and then build relationships with them to the point where they're like why, why do you care about me so much and then we have weekly events and clubs and we take kids to camp and so it's, it's really adults that care about kids enough to share the gospel with them and so uh, there's Young Life all over the world. Uh, people don't know this, but there's a hundred countries in the world that have Young Life leaders in them, which is nuts. I can't name 20 countries. <laughs> there's a hundred of them with, with Young Life. So um, I was on staff in Winston-Salem before this. I came to know the Lord and, and started following him through Young Life when, when a leader was pouring into me when I was 14 years old. So uh, for the last, how old am I? Almost almost 20 years I've gotten to, to be around the mission, the mission and, and the ministry. It's a gift. That's cool, man. Yeah, we've worked. I've worked a lot with uh, some of our young life um, leaders and stuff back back home where I work and uh, working in ministry. And uh, when I was in college, actually was was fairly involved with some young life stuff. And yeah. um, so it's a, it's a great organization, man. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm so glad they're around and still doing what they do to, the, to help uh, pour into to teenagers. The fella that was in here earlier, the older gentleman. Yeah, he's the OG. His mm-hmm. daughter was the yep. original Young Life area wow. person. That's yeah. super cool. So man. his family was like that's one awesome. of the brought the Young Life Ministry that's, into town. That's so cool, man. Yeah, I've got yeah. some. Uh, I've got a couple of my church. They're actually they're in their late eighties, and they yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. they did Young Life in Atlanta for years. I yeah. mean, we're talking like yeah. 40, 50 years. So yeah. it's a great organization that's still doing great things today. And um, again, really grateful for Young Life and how they're making an impact in the lives of teenagers for sure mm-hmm. and adults. I mean, yeah, it, absolutely, it's, it's huge. It's yeah, I mean, cool. you're involved on a different aspect of it, but mm-hmm. um, that's still my wife and I were leaders for quite a few years and then committee and exec committee i've also traveled around with them a little bit and done some climb mount kilimanjaro in 2014 with my oh, son wow. with young life uh, did some other great trips with them so yeah they're they're a very important part of our walk and uh, in our household and my son did it and did summer staff and all that through college so it's a great organization and i just love how they build relationships um with young people to share jesus with them and show them that you know, Jesus is a relatable guy, mm-hmm. like we talked about. On the I was going to say we had that conversation going, yeah. Bud, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Bo, um, we our goal this morning, which um, when you know Foster was successful, we found a couple <laughs> redfish, one really nice one that Foster was able to get the boat. But uh, you know, you talked about some different fishing you do here. You, you mentioned striper a couple times. You guys talked about uh, uh, sea trout, I believe, and, uh, and speckled trout, and, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, if, if, if Bo has a day, like you said, you're going tomorrow, right? So if, if Bo has a day to himself, which I'm sure you don't always get, well, what is your just kind of favorite thing to do, man, around here? So first of all, the shop's only open Wednesday through Saturday. <laughs> for a reason. For a reason. Uh, so I can fish when other people aren't out there on the weekends. Like it. Um, that's fact. Uh, so wake up in the morning with sausage, egg, and cheese and a cup of coffee, head out mm. on the boat, mm. do exactly what we did this morning. Find some movement, find some water, find some fish, try to nail a couple, move to another spot. Um, if they're real active, break the fly rod out. I got a six weight and I had that 10 weight. 
um, in the afternoon or in the sunset, bike those big reds, move into the shallows, chase those down a little bit, try to get something in front of them, get them to chew on that, reel a couple of those in, go back to the house, kiss the wife, watch a little TV, and call it a day. Yeah, it's a hard sounds, life. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> it sounds terrible. It's yeah. so bad. Well, it was kind of remarkable when we got to our Airbnb, and uh, he was like, you're staying where? And I was like, right here. He was like, that's perfect. Let's pick you up. Pick like, you up. Yeah. 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 So it's like a... Yeah. Kind of thanks, mom, or whoever. I don't know who picked this place we're staying, but yeah, good job, mom, on that one. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Like, my son has caught I can't tell you how many redfish just down 100 yards past your dock, yeah. yeah. But he's bait fishing, which, I, as you heard today, I'm not a big bait fish guy, I kind of frown upon that. Let's go chase him the hard way, so it's good. Well, uh, you know, Taylor, one thing I thought was really cool when we walked in the shop yesterday, um. Uh, you know, the more we're the more we're doing this, the more uh, familiarities I guess we see. I guess the familiarities we see. Yeah. So the first thing I see is this big Bahio sunglasses sticker, right? That's yeah. right. And and then on every surface, usually one of them playing music in this shop. <laughs> you know, Bo is proud to have Turtle Box Audio right here in the oh, shop. That's right. Right. Yeah. So it's that's like right. it's too yeah. cool that all these people we keep meeting. Um, you know, connected. are connected, yeah. and you know, Caleb, we've had our turtle box jamming at this uh, family reunion and off the pier for the last yeah, two days. You got to, uh, so there's nothing like it. So you, you can't say enough about turtle box. And uh, Bo mentioned some of these other brands. Uh, Marsh where he's got a uh, duck. I think it's Duck Camp, correct? Yeah, Bo duck in here camp. and duck uh, camp. Afco as well. Afco, uh, Marshware, Grundens, and then we were car- we just started carrying lady lady clothes this year. Duck Camp, Afco, Marshware, Grundens. Yeah. Scales. Those are the closed scales uh, right here. Um, Turtle Box is a great example of, of Greg coming and saying, hey, I forgot how he obtained one. I think they wanted or something. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I won my first ever Turtle Box. I got to give credit where credit's due. My brother-in-law won it and gener- generously gave it to me. And he said, hey, man, I ordered one. You can have this one. So uh, we had two at the beach house every every summer, and he gave it to me. And we used to haul it down here to the, the festival park when we did a five casting lessons mm-hmm. and i take that thing everywhere so yeah. i've already gone through one i'm you, on my second you stereo set them you and your brother oh yeah yeah on the set. beach it's the best nice it's the <laughs> best. so he, awesome. he presents it to me and he's like man you should try to sell these things and i'm like let me try to figure out who sells them like how do i make this happen and yeah. that's how everything's been it's contact us yeah you yeah, go we- to the website go contact us and then somebody calls me and so you know, they're, they're, they're easily, hands down, the best speaker we've got. Uh, it's the only speaker we got, but I have so many people come back and say, man, I had no idea that it was going to be this good. And I'm looking at these young men in here that are around here. Uh, they all have them. Yeah. Like grandma, this is yeah. the grandma gift of 2020. That's right. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. Grandma That's gift awesome. of 2023. That's perfect because we we had Will on the show. They have such a great story too about how they started. Oh, I love it. I love the story and what they're all about. And so uh, such a cool thing. Um, Caleb, we want to make sure and take a chance here. Both of these gentlemen, uh, Greg is like brand new like he's got three kids but he has a week old uh, that's one right. week old that's right. and somehow we were able to get him on the say, water he today. was on the boat so that's that was right. quite impressed that's yeah. right yeah yeah yeah. shout out to tay we uh <laughs> we, we had our third boy a week ago tonight Congratulations. yeah yeah that's so he's awesome. fresh and uh, so we got off the boat and went and, and kissed him and held him <laughs> and changed a uh, dirty diaper Good for you and then uh came back out so uh, it's been real busy um uh, this year but it's been so fun 
Well, when we're on the show, we always like to talk about uh, give our guests a chance to talk about you know just being fathers and how much that means to them. So three under five. That's right. Correct. Three under five. Yeah. And on the boat today, you said you're not sure if you're done. (laughs) I don't know if that's podcast material. Maybe if the wife's gonna listen. (laughs) We'll see. One at a time. Only one one week old. That's right. Yeah. Time still fresh. (laughs) But uh, how cool is it for you, man? To to be a dad and and do what you do. Gosh, it's it's the best. So I have uh, a almost five year old and almost three year old, and then and Chips one week old, and so. Talking about uh, the question that you asked Bo, like, what's your favorite thing to do on a day off? Mine is to is take Wells, my oldest son. He loves the water probably more than I do. Loves fishing. He loves catching bait. He can sit on the dock and catch bait all day long in a cast net. So uh, putting him in the boat and running uh, out, even if it's for an hour, to catch fish is is one of my favorite things ever. So he's only four years old, and he's learning how to cast, and he's learning how, and he gets bored real quick, especially <laughs> when we're not catching but he he loves being on the water, so I really enjoy being out there and teaching him that. And uh, and hopefully by the time he's he's a teenager, that he already knows how to, to fish and, and really uh, bounce around the river. So I love that. And the other two aren't are definitely one week old is not old enough to be on the boat yet. But uh, the other loves being on it too. So we just we the, our life really revolves around the, the river, which is fun. That's awesome, man. That's super cool. Uh, I don't think you'll ever regret that time having him no. out of the water. Mm-mm. So, uh, I mean, that's something that, that we have seen over and over again, how awesome it is to be able to get our kids outside and just the impact that it makes on them and the memories that you're making that you'll have forever. And, um, you know, they'll you'll never regret that time. That is Agreed, sure. yeah. 100%. Now, Bo, you, you're a father as well. I am a father of a 30, well, 29-year-old, be 30 this year. Nice. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And uh, But we raised him just like Greg's raising his boys right on the ask, r- yeah, water. around the water. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you a great story. When he was like 18 months old, just walking good, we had a place in Pamlico Beach. And when we got there, he would run straight down the pier and leap in the water <laughs> and did <laughs> not know how to swim. Old. Yeah, yeah. I had no clue how to swim, so I'd have to jog behind him, jump in the water, pull him, him out, up. set him on the pier. He had no fear, and we talk about it this day. It's like, what, what was the plan there? He didn't have one. So, uh, that's raised nice. on the water, yeah. um, same thing. He played a lot of sports. Um, we didn't do a, we did some fishing, we did some water and tubing and all that. But uh, he has now found his lane with fishing. He has his own boat. He does a lot of fishing on his own and stuff like that. Uh, he traveled with me a lot, and we did a lot of fishing in different other places and always had a good time. But um, he is right here, born and raised in Washington, went to school at ECU, go Pirates, played club ball for them. And then um, he's got a job right here in town with a good family construction uh, estimator and lives right there in Washington Park where we live. So so, so for, uh, you know, you being the uh, more experienced father of the, of the bunch here yeah. at, at the table there, Bo, how cool is it that, you know, we talk about this all the time, young kids, young kids, young kids. We're out there getting our young kids on the water. And you said, you know, you went through a season, maybe you didn't fish as much, a lot of yeah. sports. But how cool is it to see it come full circle? And oh. now he's got his own boat and he's doing this. You yeah. know what I mean? So what does that look like? Well, to put it in perspective, Wednesday was our window to bring the boat 30 miles from uh, Pamlico Beach to Washington. And he jumped in the car with myself and my wife, his mom. And she drove us to Pamlico Beach and he and I rode the boat back together. And he could have done anything he wanted yeah. to that night. And his dog was with us. I got a great picture. And we caught redfish. I can't probably thirty different redfish. Oh wow! On the way home. And that's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. And well, just hung out. That's awesome. I think the wind. You know, I've been 
been learning and thinking a lot about this. My wife and I talk about this a lot. I think the win for parenting, at least the way we're trying to look at it, the win for us as parents is for our kids to want to spend time with us even mm-hmm. when they don't have to anymore. That's right. Like, mm-hmm. want to be together even when they don't have to anymore. And well, so being able to see that and experience that's got to be pretty great. As the elder statesman of the table, there'll be a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you don't want to spend time with your kids. Yeah. There'll be a th- you'll love them. Yeah, I get and, it. And they'll love you, but you're good when they – you're going to be like, the best thing for us to do is you go do your thing, <laughs> and I'm going to do my thing. I get that and for sure. It takes a few years. There's a joke around here in some of our community. It's like you get on the other side of stupid when they're about 21, 22. <laughs> I got you. So. That is good. So yeah. for uh, you know, a couple more things, but we always like to get at least a, a good tip. You know, you're taking very young kids. You've taken ki- uh, a son throughout his whole life, and now as he's older. So when you're taking kids out on the water, you know, m- most folks go to one tip, but you'll probably go to two, which, you know, for us, whenever we take all of our kids on the water, you can never have too much. Snacks. Is that what everybody says? Yeah, we're thinking about getting some shirts yeah, made that just say snacks. Dad's on the Fly got snacks on the back because that's what everybody says. You need all the snacks. Um, but uh, other than snacks, other than what snacks. do you like to do? man? You told a great story today about your – you showed us a spot where your kid caught his first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> so, like, how do we make those things happen? Uh, man, I think one thing I'm always thinking about is uh, it's hard for me to – here's the tension is I want to catch fish myself, but also I'm like, man, it would it, be so much more of a win if he caught a fish compared to me. And so we, we went to a spot just last, probably a couple weeks ago, and there were fish rolling everywhere. And everything in me wanted me to drop the trolling motor and pick up my fly rod, and I had, I had to pump the brakes, and I let him just completely miss every fish. <laughs> every fish in there. And then finally he cast it on his own. And I got a, I got a fun video on my phone. And he hooked one all by himself and got it to the boat, and then it popped off. But um, I, for me, it's always yeah. I can, I've caught fish, and it's, it never gets old. Don't get me wrong; it never yeah. gets old. But uh, in in this moment, what could make it more fun for him? Uh, me him watching me catch fish, which he enjoys, or or him getting the chance to do it. So uh, I think when I'm out there, I'm always you got to make sure you have snacks, but then you also got to think through like what what's he gonna remember. Years from now, when Dad caught all those fish, or when I got a, I caught my first one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Foster will remember today. Oh uh, yeah, that red fish so. for today, mm-hmm. and uh, that was really cool watching me watching him fight that fish. And it was a good sized fish, Foster. It was probably the biggest it's fish you've ever good caught. Good one. Not yeah, it's oh, probably yeah, the, by far the biggest Definitely fish is. you've ever caught for sure. for sure. And it's hard for fathers to let their children make mistakes. Yeah. But it's okay to let them make mistakes on the boat and on the fish. Keep them safe, of course. But like in Foster's case today is like I was telling Greg on the way back in there was a moment Greg and I looked at each other and we were like this could be a bull which is Foster's fish was probably 30 inches these things get 45 48 inches and there was a moment when I was like this kid's hung into a bull and and that's going to be a different look and I'm thinking the leader's only 20 pounds I haven't retied it the probably popper corks probably rusted and i'm thinking this is gonna end badly and then that fish rolled and i was like it's not a bull <laughs> i would have loved for him to catch yeah exactly one, right. but he, it caught it happened exactly like it was intended to happen and i believe that solely so That's it cool. was good that is good yeah well, uh, before we kind of wrap things up here, guys, this has been awesome. You guys have been amazing. You've been an amazing host today. Can't Appreciate thank it. you enough for, for taking us out on the water. But uh, I know for both of you, you know, um, Greg, you've talked about uh, your ministry and young life. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but even with this shop, I know at one point I think you had expressed to us about 
that this is more than just a, yeah. a a job and a place to make money. You even mentioned a minute ago, you know, it's a way to love your neighbors. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love for you to take a minute to to speak to that. So before, um, so when we opened this up, it was sole intention of this shop. And I got some Bibles I'll share with you guys is so people can see the gospel lived out. Mm-hmm. And so when Leanne decided to open up Breaking Bread and you can go in there and see some of the signs, she felt the same way. Leanne's family, my family, and another family here in Naughty Life, um, the Weatheringtons, they owned the re- used to own the biggest restaurant down here and they sold it. We're all in a Bible study together. And so and we're intentional in our church about sharing the gospel. This Bible study is intentional about sharing the gospel. And so when Leanne just opened up Breaking Bread and we had this, the purpose of it is to share the gospel with the people in this community. It doesn't matter what they look like, how they look, whatever. If they don't feel respect and love when they come to these stores, then we're not doing our job. We're not being what we're called to do. And so in the early days, people are like, you know, why are you so strong in your faith? Well, uh, the reality is this. The first disciples Jesus called were uneducated fishermen. Amen. And I am an uneducated right. fisherman. I like it. I told you I tried my hand at college. It didn't work <laughs> out. Started climbing towers. And so my whole life, you know, you have to cross that bridge. Oh, I don't have an education. Or I, they think you don't. But the reality is that's who he called first. Mm-hmm. That's who he, he employed. That's who he uh, gave the tools to to share the gospel and, and be disciples. And so we, we believe that wholly. Uh, we believe that through Young Life, and we believe that through all the other ministries we impact around here. Well, I'll just speak to, to Bo um, because of the conversations we've had via text yeah. mainly and a couple phone conversations. I told Caleb, I was like, we have to make this happen. We have to get this shop on the show because of what I could tell you were about. And I could even tell, like, you doing this episode with us when people are like, it's killing you, you can't talk to them. Like, you <laughs> want, you know, like, and that's what a fly shop should that's be. Great. Yeah, and that's yeah, what yeah, a yeah, shop like this way. should be about is, like, personal relationships with people who walk in make them feel like family when they walk in the door and so i told caleb i was like man we got to make this happen i had no idea we were going to get the chance to fish because i wasn't sure our schedule was but we did get to fish so that's even like a bonus but even before even before we get to fish (laughs) i was definitely going to make sure we got in the shop we um hung out with you guys um just appreciate so much what you do for this community but also just for fly fishing in general and for fishing in general and for these kids that walk in these shops we've seen while we're sitting here and the uh the role models you are for those guys Um, that's what i think through Dads on the Fly, we just try to encourage and encourage and encourage more people to take those opportunities to be involved. And, and Young Life's a great way to do it, Greg. I just want to speak, mm-hmm. you know, one more way. Maybe people who don't know about Young Life, there's usually chapters near that they could get in and be active for maybe someone who's called to work with young people. Yeah, that's right. Uh, here in North Carolina, at least, there's I think there's 30 areas, but I think most big big towns and even small towns, Washington's not big at all, but we've had Young Life in this area for 20 years almost. So I think anywhere nearby, you can you can find uh, a, a local club or, or a staff person that uh, is leading the charge so um the power of uh, of the internet you can you can find almost anything but i I would highly encourage if you got a high schooler or middle schooler or even a teen mom uh to look for a local young life really cool well before we get off here we want to make sure everybody can it's a pirate waters outfitters on instagram right that's how i found you guys correct and then Greg, want to make sure and throw out your where to find. Yeah, if you want to yeah, rods yeah, like yeah. It's just Camacho Rodworks, and so uh, uh, again, my wife does the the Pirate Waters in Instagram. So there's there's a lot of uh, sharing, same kind so of I stuff. I probably over and over. met so. your wife before I met either one of you because I guarantee it was an Instagram message. Yeah, 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 that's exactly what happened. She was yeah. like, "You need to call Bo." Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I think she, she actually gave off. me yep. Bo's phone number. Yeah. 
perfect. Well, guys, this is great. Yeah, we want to make sure uh, give people a chance if they want to check out um, Power Water Outfitters or Camacho. It's Camacho. Yeah. Say it one more time. Com- Camacho Rod Works. Camacho Rod Works. Mm-hmm. Make sure to find those on Instagram or online. Google is a great resource for stuff like that. I got another. You said uh, you met the owner of Bahio or the creator of Bahio. We, we're we, we've got Al. We got Al coming up yeah, on yeah. the show. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So did he tell you how to pronounce it? Yes, multiple times. Go ahead, Joshua. Say it. Yes, I pronounced it wrong. Yeah, because we said we said Baggio about twenty times. But now that I'm proudly wearing these Baggio sunglasses, I will learn how to. We got it right. There's a a brand that we carried here called H U K. Yeah, yeah. How do you say it? Is it not Huck? That's what I would say. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Hook. Hook. And it's oh. out of Maryland. Well, and so when go. the sales rep was telling me, I was like, in eastern North Carolina, that's Hook. That's Hook. <laughs> <laughs> all day long. All day long. <laughs> all day, all day. That is great. Well, uh, we guys. We appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for your hospitality today. You guys are awesome. Getting us out on the water. Um, just thanks for, for what you're trying to do for the community here in Washington. And uh, just just keep it up. Really appreciate you guys. If you're in East North Carolina, come see them. Yeah, right here. come check Absolutely. them out. If you're looking for a place to, to go catch some gear or find some awesome apparel or even do some fishing tar- charters. You guys do some charters as well. Yeah, so. we book them through Tarpam Guide Service. Sweet. We'll put you in touch with those guys. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, this has been great. Joshua, anything else before we wrap up this? I oh, mean, I just can't speak enough to the hospitality we've gotten. Uh, we, you know, Caleb, are here on our little family reunion, which is never a little family reunion because Maybe. of how big our family is. Yes. But uh, it was awesome that we were able to take the morning, spend it on the water, hang out with these two gentlemen, um, record this episode. I'm telling you, since I saw this table on Instagram, I knew <laughs> that it was <laughs> podcast it was, it was worthy. for it. And, uh, and we made it happen. So That's thank awesome. you guys so much. Caleb, I think we're ready to uh, – you're headed to vacation, man. Yeah, man, headed to hopefully do some more saltwater fly fishing there you go. Uh, this week. We're so at. headed down to Merle's Inlet, nice. uh, South Carolina. So, nice. yeah, so Heck looking yeah. forward to that. And uh, I'm going to fire it up. And maybe maybe I'll get the red on the fly before you. We'll, we'll see. see what happens. All right. Well, guys, thanks, everyone, for checking out this episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. And until next time, tight lines. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. We hope this episode has inspired you as a parent or an angler. If you've enjoyed this episode, please check us out at dadsonthefly.com. There you can subscribe to our email list and find out all the things we got going on here at Dads on the Fly.